0: Alexis, are you recording? It's Detroit Tri
1: 1989
2: to the audio with your host, Michael Douglas. <laughs> Michael Douglas.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, I I I like this. I like this intro. How we kind of like go back, back in time, see uh, see Shield, and there and there we have.
2: Uh, uh, it's also I think one of the first times we see. Um, oh, by the way. That's Kyle and I'm Alexis. Welcome to the audio commentary for Ant-Man and the end of phase two of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. One of the things that I remember about this movie and one of the things that was most talked about about this movie when it was released was this was one of the first times that Marvel actually like really like greatly used the de-aging effect. And you see here Michael Douglas. And doesn't that look great?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does. He looks like Michael Douglas like it like you don't see like the floating head kind of effect that's like done with like CG and all that stuff you know and it doesn't reach the uncanny valley um it it it's actually pretty good and then later they'll uh, they'll uh, slap it on onto uh, Captain Marvel but right here was like the stepping stone and goddamn it was a great stepping stone I mean he hmm. looks like Michael Douglas from the 80s Yeah. Also, how how did you feel as a as a Captain America, like first Avenger, like? Well, if you I notice, seeing, like all of these, yeah, Howard Stark, Howard Stark, and Peggy Peggy Carter, you so know, so much of together this really again.
2: is like. A lot of Captain America stuff going right because you have obviously Peggy Carter, Howard Stark, who plays a role in the first Avenger, and then again in the Civil War, and of course, it taking place yeah. inside the Triskelion, which we saw in the Winter Soldier. So, all of it, you know, I was like, that's great. I love, um, you know, this, I love seeing the universe expand. Um, well, not maybe, maybe not so much expand, but to see how far
0: back it went, you know. Um, yeah, so this is, uh-huh. uh, God damn did uh did uh Handy really did, uh, did didn't Stark he?
1: age No
2: he didn't like not for the better And again that scene took place roughly speaking two years before um he would die at the hands of Bucky Barnes Spoiler Spoilers yeah. Um no not really uh Hey What up River um, So here we have Paul Rudd as Scott Lang. And one of the things, you know, speaking of, I think it was actually perfect, right? Because this movie um, was one of the first to showcase the de-aging effect. No need, right, for Paul Rudd. The man turned 50 years old.
0: (laughs) No, he turned 50. What the flying fuck? He's going to look the same way in 10 years. Uh, mm. Like this, this... this movie came out two thousand what fourteen? That was four 15? years ago. No wait, fifteen. Right? That's a whole pre- that's a whole God presidential damn. term. Four years. One can only be as lucky. One could only be as lucky to look like and Paul honestly, Rudd when they turn 50. One
2: of the things that we're going to see here throughout is, you know, it was a great casting to have Paul Rudd. And I really, I mean, as we saw not only in this movie, but then also in Civil War, how great he fits into the role. And even in the TV spots that we're seeing for Endgame, I'm not sure if you saw that last TV spot where he and Rocket Raccoon have a
0: wonderful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we just got done. Me and uh, Peter just got done with oh, okay. uh, with the Guardians Volume Two uh, uh, audio commentary, and we like when I pointed out to him, I was like, "Did you see the new TV spot?" And then we were like talking because he said that one of the things that he's most interested in is uh, seeing Rocket react to the the primary Avengers, um, and then he the the spot was like, you know, hey, you know, uh, after. Steve Rogers gave this huge uh a speech. Uh Rocket said, you know, that's you know, he's good at that. And that this is Baskin one of the greatest like gags, I think. The Baskin Robbins joke. <laughs> I don't know what his name is, that, but he was kid? in the movie In the Loop. Yeah. Uh, he was, uh, he was like the representative of for, uh, like, a, I think he has like, se- he plays a senator and, uh, and, uh, Malcolm Tucker is saying, you know, excuse me, son, oh, but you look like kid. you should I have your that. head down a fucking toilet. Um, and
2: by the way, here we have, um, a wonderful scene where, um, it perfectly tells you that if you're an ex-con... Fat chance, getting a job, go fuck yourself, go to hell, might as well die. That's the message I get anyway. Because, yeah, there's that. Basically, wasn't like, what? okay, yeah. so the reason he went to jail was because he leaked things? Right? He stole some shit? <laughs> and then he dropped yeah. them on the internet. Mm-hmm. So what, is he Julian Assange? Yeah. Julian Assange is,
0: is okay. Founder of probably,
1: WikiLeaks. I love probably, WikiLeaks.
0: But except except he's not he's not incarcerated.
1: <laughs> I love WikiLeaks. Calling,
0: uh, <laughs> President Trump who would say that. Um, but you know, don't fuck with Baskin Robbins. They always know. It was nice of him to offer a free drink, though.
2: At least there's... Yeah, yeah, there's something. He got us re-drink. Um, so this takes place in San Francisco, which is really interesting because aside from the Iron Man movies, they do not really get into the West Coast that much. Um, well, except for
0: Thor. Thor happened yeah. in New Mexico, I think. You know, okay, when... And this is where I was, like, thinking, are we going to get into uh, the West Coast Avengers? Um, because mm-hmm. remember, there was, like, uh, at the end of Age of Ultron... Yeah, uh remember yeah. it showed like the new recruits and all that stuff and uh and Steve Rogers was training. I thought they were gonna uh, yeah, you form know, to become the I, West Coast Avengers. I don't really know if that
2: if that made if that was ever gonna make too much sense in the world of the Avengers that it is, you know, um post Ultron and pre Infinity War. Um I get how that makes sense in the comics, but I'm not sure how much sense it would make to have like West Coast and
0: East Coast Avengers in these movies. I think I think what you could have done was, I think, like, you know, you could have had, like, an Avenger film, like, every two years instead of, uh, instead of, like, three or something like that. Because, uh, you could have had, like, oh, a uh, West Coast Avengers is coming, coming, uh, over here or West Avengers, you call it West. But what
2: Avengers. is so special? I mean, do we, we really have Avengers to have, to have that storyline in these yeah.
0: movies? I mean, cause I don't understand what was the big deal. I mean,
2: that's not to say you can't have those characters, but, like, Adapting East Coast Avengers and West Coast. Look, I'll tell you this. This is, this is how I'm familiar with that, with uh, that particular storyline. Do you remember? And I know, I know you don't like it when I bring this up, but I have to, you know, pick your mind a little bit. Do you remember, um, in the season two shield, um, where Bobby, uh, Bobby Morse, uh, the Mockingbird character and Mac were like, uh, secretly undercover for the, the real shield. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> remember before that reveal happened, uh, and it was like the episode where Sky first became like Quake, um, or Daisy became Quake. Um, there was like a yeah. scene where they were like teasing that and they were literally, this is how in the weeds a lot of these comic book fans are. There was an article that literally thought that that uh whatever that was happening between Bobby and Mac was like, um, yeah, the prelude like, to the west what are you coast of whatever, um, by the way, it was a funny gag right there, yes, I'm still alive, um, but you know what's also in it, yes, yes. <laughs>
0: I like I like that I I, I'm sure I suppose that will suffice and he's like when they're asking the ID in the picture I really really hate her hair in this movie I know we're now that's really getting
2: beyond uh being like you know shallow but her hair is just so off-putting
0: compared to especially oh my god tell me something good yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not the big deal. It's just, I, I don't mind I it. I wish they
2: did more with hope in this movie. That's really That's, that's, that's where I come from at it anyway. But I was going to say, when it came to the whole Avengers thing, I got to ask you, you know, since we're like theorizing all of these things right now, I, I'm thinking that after the events uh-huh. of Endgame, I think they, they kind of create, um, the, 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 the conclusion of Avengers Endgame is going to leave the world with, um, no Avengers like they'll be like individual heroes, right but I don't think there's gonna be a team I don't think there's gonna be an Avengers team until there needs to be one you know that's just my prediction that's my prediction Maybe. I don't know how that'll pan out but um I think a lot of these characters are not gonna are gonna be retired from the movies. Because they're going to get their own fucking TV shows on Disney Plus. So, by the way, coming to uh, Disney Plus uh, near you, (laughs) um, here you have Darren Cross, right? Who is portrayed by Corey Stoll? He is going to get his own um, Disney Plus miniseries. Isn't that exciting?
0: Yeah, I'm joking. Are Are you joking?
2: Did you think I was being serious? Okay. (laughs) Good. <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> I mean might as well you know a lot of people like point to him as like the uh, the yellow jacket I, w- I was laughing throughout this whole thing because of how freaking ridiculous this is like the dramatic music and all that stuff but then there it is a little speck <laughs> that's supposed to be given some sort of like (laughs) yeah reverence stupid i love it um i i have a feeling that was like edgar wright's take on it um which a lot of people forget that edgar wright kind of helped make this movie it would have been a lot more interesting if edgar wright had directed the film
2: Ant-Man, Ant-Man's a good movie,
0: but I think we all that's like it. Me. Um, just
2: But, you know, having this movie has now been out for like, what, almost four years. If you were to ask me what would have been more interesting, uh-huh. it would have been Edgar Wright directing this movie. He should have directed this movie. Um I don't understand what it was that he wanted to do that would have like that Feige didn't like. I guess what Feige was trying to do with this is like he wanted it to fit within the tone of the MCU. And I'm like, but I don't understand why he sometimes is strict on that. And sometimes he's okay with it being broken apart. Because he let the the Russos basically change the tone of a regular Marvel movie. And then the same thing with Gunn and Taika. So I, I don't get why sometimes he's like, okay, yeah. do whatever you want. And then sometimes he's like, hmm. No, that doesn't sound good. Like even even Joss Whedon, he
0: It's because Edgar didn't in mm. Yeah, in the first Avengers. He in, wanted in, in the first Avengers movie Lost to be. But what in about
2: there. the Age of Ultron? Wasn't there something else that he wanted to do with
0: that yeah. movie? He wanted to also bring in uh Age of Ultron in there.
2: Her hair really bothers me.
0: There we go. I like the nickname Peanut.
2: I hate it. Why it makes me think of peanuts? And now when I want to have peanuts. You're allergic to peanuts? No. I said it makes me want to have peanuts. Um. and I want to have peanuts. I rarely have peanuts.
0: Peanuts is good. Peanut.
1: <laughs> My peanut <laughs>
0: I like that then Judy Greer you know when it came to Halloween she really subverted my expectation I thought she was going to be what what did you say When it came to Halloween, she really subverted my expectation. Oh, you mean Halloween the movie? Yeah.
1: Oh, shit.
2: Better a crook than a cop. I think this is just rude don't you think i mean it's i don't know it's just i I always just feel for this because like why the fuck are you being so i don't know uncomfortable and weird about it he's the father of your child and she wants him at her party look at how sad she looks having him go away like you see People are like casting him out. I hate it when that happens. Are you there? Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's so funny how this guy's name is Frank. For why? Some. Because Frank For Underwood. Yeah. Oh shit! He's ketchup. (laughs) Would have that weapon work on Thanos? No. Why not? What, what, What did that even do? It turned him into jelly. I don't know. No? Why, why do you think it would have worked on Thanos? Because it's like... Psh, the, wait, never mind. Because he turned... Uh, he turned uh, Quill's uh, blaster into freaking bubbles. With the reality stone. Yeah.
2: By the way, how did he get that stone to turn into a stone from... Fluid? Uh, what? How did he get the reality stone to turn from fluid into
0: a stone? Remember? Uh, he put it over ice. And
2: I don't know what has sufficed over a flat joke, joke. Kyle.
0: Because to turn a, a liquid into a solid... The only uh, thing that does that is ice. That's
2: really fucking depressing. Can't get a job, can't get a place to live, can't see his daughter. Why do you think people go back to prison? You know what the, the Trump administration's worried about? Not housing, affordable housing, but they are worried about prison reform i wonder what's going on there by the way um what's his name michael peña michael peña is great in this um as Luis. yeah yeah remember how what a what a crack he was yeah
0: and then look at this like this whole retelling of stuff is great And the way it's filmed, too. The acting is great, too. This is where we had the Stan Lee cameo, right? Or at the very end? Oh, that's the very end. Okay. Okay. (laughs) it took like what 10 minutes this uh the the music in this uh bit it sounds like it wants to be uh, uh, staying alive by the BGs, really, but it but it doesn't. What's oh uh, no, I'm not gonna go there. Um. What's what? No. you asking.
2: Oh my god, that's
0: rude. Stealing a license plate. Do we get some of this high-seeing stuff in Ant-Man and the Wasp? Or you'd rather me not bring up I'm that I'm trying movie? to
2: remember the movie. Out of courtesy for your question, Kyle, I'm trying deep, 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 deeply hard to dig into the crevices of my mind. I'm particularly digging into the deleted file to see if there's an image of that movie that I can try and answer your question. Okay. Uh, Give me a, (laughs) okay. Give me a 2nd Um, you're asking if there's a heist scene in the movie.
0: Yeah. Technically, Not really? Wow. Um. Wow. Just, just, wow. I'm not, I'm not surprised. I'm not. It's just,
2: it's just scenes that happen and they're kind of just going through the motions and it's really, um, it's the worst movie that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has ever done. Okay, and in and, and every way, it is a disappointing and dissatisfying sequel because I think they do a really good job with this origin story of Ant-Man. I like this movie. There's a lot of great stuff about Ant-Man that I think goes in its favor. One of the things is this came out, you know, at the at after Age of Ultron, and I think part of why people love the movie so much, Ant-Man,
0: kind of needed that levity.
2: Well, not, yes, the movie has levity, but I think more so is, and I think one of the things that Peter said initially about ant-man when we walked out of the theater um coincidentally enough the first movie that we saw the, uh, uh, a movie the first movie that we saw with peter uh, this being ant-man um that it reminded him a lot of like a uh, phase one mcu film where it was very much you know small in scale it wasn't End of the world, like, you know, stakes, quote-unquote, attached to yeah, it. it was more uh, of a simple film. Mm-hmm. That so happened to live inside the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think it used that to its benefit here. So, I think a lot of the goodwill that this movie had... In large part was because it was around the time that people were... I mean, I know we did the uh, Age of Ultron audio commentary. I think a lot of the the negativity about that movie, to, to my mind anyway, was way blown out of proportion. But part of it, I think... Part of it, I think, had to deal with... Um, I guess it was a big CGI fest. I don't know. Some people are weird sometimes. Sometimes a movie comes wrong at the worst possible moment and then... It creates the reaction that it creates. And because this isn't a series of films, this being the next one, it being a smaller scale film, it automatically has advantages, I guess, because of the taste that people want in it. Um, not taking away so, what
0: happens here, obviously. Yes, Kyle? So this movie was at the right place at the right time. kind of. I think
2: so. I mean, I think I really... Honestly enjoyed this movie. I again, like most Marvel movie experiences, I loved it. I loved my time. It was a really fun time at a Marvel movie. But again, having, you know, had this movie sit with me a few years down the line, I still like it. It's a good movie, but I think for me the way that I look at it now is it really was they, they were able to, I think, course correct and present a really good film, you know, with, with, with it being what it was. But you can't help but wonder what this would have looked like if you had Edgar Wright doing this, you know? Yeah. Because when you think of Edgar Wright, I mean, just imagine what he could have done with Ant-Man.
0: I mean, you're a big fan of his work. Yeah. I love his work. Uh, Scott Pilgrim was great. Uh uh baby driver was awesome the cornetto trilogy was brilliant i mean he's just he's just done a lot of good stuff he does a lot of creative stuff and ant-man uh the name itself just lends itself to to some creative sparks and I, uh, you know one would wonder what he would have uh what he would have done with this movie well that that and also the sequel because again i don't
2: want to Make this be a referendum on Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm -hmm. The problem here is that movie, again, took place mostly in San Francisco. And my aggravation to that was you have this entire first movie already taking place in San Francisco. Change the fucking location. Change something up do something different do something new stop relying on the exact same crap that you've been doing it works once or times once or twice it may even work a third time or a fourth time but after the fifth or the sixth come on i mean i feel like maybe this is the point where um I I told you at the beginning of this that perhaps Kevin Feige, sometimes he lets people do something new and sometimes he doesn't. And I don't know what it was about Ant-Man that he just wanted to be so generic and stale. But again, in the sequel, where it should have gone was the entire or most of the movie should have been taking place in the quantum realm. Maybe he just doesn't know what to do with Ant-Man. It's not his job. To know what to do with Ant-Man is, I mean, that's why you have a director and the director is in the creative processes to see what can be done with the movie. But me, and also part of the pay, part of the blame could also be on Peyton Reed for having such a bland and generic approach to this movie. Not, not Ant-Man, but even more so in, in the Wasp. I think Ant-Man, for what it was, it was a success. It, it was a slam dunk. Uh, overall, everyone's happy with this movie. But when you look at the sequel, it, it I think it sours what the wasted potential was in this particular series and how badly they dropped the ball on this. And it, it just it makes me personally angry as a fan of the cinematic universe to have continuously uh, the, the number of films just come continue to rack up and up and up that are interchangeable and generic and the exact same thing. Sorry about the rant. <laughs>
0: um, wow. Yeah. Well, that was. Well, isn't that nice? But yeah. Guess what? You forgot to file in your paperwork last night. Monsters at
2: work coming soon to Disney Plus. That's actually true. Oh, I guess now we're gonna get um. I'll tell you this. What's even likelier now? No one's been talking about this, but if there is a continuation for Paul Rudd in the MCU after Endgame, I think there are some even odds that either there is a third film for Ant Man, or they just turn into a streaming show on Disney Plus.
0: What do you think about that? You know, it'd be great if you make it animated. I think you'll be able to do more creative things if it's animated. Yeah, but then nobody would watch. But if it was voiced by Evangeline Lilly and, uh, and Paul Rudd, still?
2: I mean, it's interesting, but... I don't know. I just think for me, the way that Disney Plus goes, right, that if they're gonna do Ant Man and streaming, they're gonna want Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, because um, one of the approach that we're, that we're gonna see with these shows, you know, Hawkeye, which is confirmed to have, uh, I think Kate Bishop or whatever the name is, um, uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, Wanda Vision, and Loki. A lot of these show, shows, might act. Uh, Kevin Feige has been teasing, are going to, like, be important going forward, I guess. Um, And personally speaking, he can go fuck himself for that because I don't know if he's been paying attention. But there's some pretty great shows that Marvel has been doing for years now that he's kind of been, like, you know, shoving his dick in their faces, basically. And I mean that wholeheartedly shoving his dick in their faces and now all of a sudden we have these shows on these characters that mean absolutely nothing perhaps there is the ability perhaps there is the chance where these shows do contribute something meaningful in the tale of the cinematic universe but that is highly unlikely and he's saying that all of a sudden these shows are going to play an important part in the future of the marvel cinematic universe Go to fucking hell with that bullshit. Oh, look, it's Remy. What is Remy doing? Watch, that's the live action attitude. Oh, no, he just died. Damn. I love this
0: right here. He was taken in the Fox (laughs) (laughs) activation. Fuck me. What did you say, Kyle? I said, because he said Remy died, and I said he was taken in the Fox acquisition. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, just like that.
2: you have absolutely nothing to say to what i said i just had a second rant and you have nothing to say
0: i i want to i'm gonna prevent another rant from happening why oh look it's michael douglas again
2: yeah he's great okay I really, it really bothers me that you think that what I'm, what I'm contributing with these rants is irrelevant. It is not. If you guys can talk about Rise of the Skywalker and the Guardians commentary, then I can sure as I'll talk about those streaming shows on this thing. So please spare me the crocodile tears for that. Calm down, dude. Okay. How is your day going, Kyle? It's going good. It's good. good so um you haven't talked much (laughs) what about this movie um when you were watching it in the theater um Uh, what about it did you like
0: i liked how quirky it was uh i've seen nothing like it like in terms of like the way it's edited, the way it's shot, the way that these characters interact—it's like unlike anything that I saw before in the MCU. Um, you you start off with somebody with with the less esteem because he's like because he's again going back to the convict uh, discussion. Um, you find a you find a guy with lower odds than before, I guess. um... So I like that aspect. I like the interaction with him. I liked how uh, it was like a father daughter connection um, between uh, between uh, Scott and Peanut, and uh, and another. her name is Cassie. Oh, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm, sorry. Ca- I'm so Cassie. serious, and oh, God. Oh god. And then did I sound serious about that? And then <laughs> you had uh you had Hank and Hope and there's that father-daughter connection and I like it's it's different. It's different. Um also what they did with the, the Ant-Man stuff is pretty creative too.
2: Yes, I I will say what I do like about the movie um, about Ant-Man in particular in, in the third act But, you know, for the most part, I thought it was very entertaining and very clever. A lot of the things they did in terms of, like, the shrinking and enlarging stuff, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Unfortunately, that doesn't really apply in the second movie.
0: But They took something that's, like, bombastically, like, absurd, like Ant-Man, like, put that, you know, looking at paper. I guess this is why it terrified a lot of people is that all the ideas that, that, uh, that... What's his name? Edgar Wright had, I could see why it would scare a lot of people because like on paper, Ant-Man sounds fucking ridiculous. Let's, let's be honest, but to do something like different and kind of ground it is uh is a, is no small feat. And they, and they managed to accomplish it. I mean, when we get to the end, which I find very genius, the whole climax of the film happens in a in a girl's bedroom. Whole climax versus like, you know, and that's juxtaposed, like, you know, when you when you mentioned uh what this came out after Avengers, how like how much smaller scaled that this movie was. Is no pun intended. Um And I think that when it was smaller scale, like intimate and everything like that, like it, it it drew back and it kind of went back to its, back to its, uh, back to its roots in terms of like storytelling, but told it in like a fresh way, uh, to to where you could almost give, uh, give, uh, Peter some leavency, uh, or leverance when it comes to like him saying that it's a phase one film, but in a, but in a really good way. And plus, you kind of needed a more intimate film because, like, uh, Age of Ultron was a little bit too much. Not that I'm complaining; I I, I loved all the too much, um, but you needed you kind of needed that. Yes, all of that is definitely to be taken. But one
2: of the things that easily I feel would have been a added bonus in almost every way was, um, you know. I'm a fan of Edgar Wright's work as well. not nearly as much as, uh, I think you are, uh, in terms of the movie. Uh, well, Mm -hmm. (laughs) in terms of which movie? I love Baby Driver. Uh, you can't abide, uh, Scott Pilgrim. I can't stand the movie. I, I literally can't stand it. And I see, (laughs) me, if, if, um, (sighs) This is where I struggle. If if Edgar Wright was going to take a similar-esque approach to Ant-Man with how he did with Scott Pilgrim and really go wacky out there with it, I see what Kevin Feige would have been resistant toward, but but even with all of that, I think it still would have been well worth the risk to have let him do that. Because at the end of the day, you would have had a better movie. And I think for me, it's like Scott Pilgrim is... Oh, I mean, I may not enjoy, necessarily enjoy the film itself. I can definitely appraise the filmmaking technique that was used to put it together. I mean, what, what I was going to say is what you would have gained with this movie had Edgar Wright done it was... um at least a competent director would have been behind the camera and at least he would have i don't know made the movie look more interesting definitely made have had much more use of the ants and the shenanigans and the stuff that was going on and what definitely would have been nailed far better was the humor the the, the humor that he has is what i find anyway uh all his own and i find it particularly insulting how Um, Kevin Feige wants to have Peyton Reed, the director of these Ant-Man movies, as, quote-unquote, the comedy director, directing the comedy franchise, when there's really little to no comedy. And yet, had you had Edgar Wright in this position, I think that would have been remedied. But, sorry, you were saying?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah, because, like, all the movies that he's done, like... Hot Fuzz, hilarious. Scott Pilgrim. I still laugh to a lot of the jokes. You know, to this day, I notice how I have not laughed once during the during this uh, audio commentary. Um, I like when it, when we get to like the, the climax. That's when that's when everything starts getting like like funny. There's some interesting visuals. Like especially when they blow up the. Uh, the Thomas tank engine uh, toy and make it big, like how ridiculously scary yet like non threatening it looks. Uh, I mean, there's like, there's definitely its like fair share of like ridiculousness, uh, ridiculousness. There's
2: also, again, also, there's no style. There's no unique singular style. I mean, if I look at how this looks and how the scene is framed, I, I if you were to play. Doctor Strange or Captain Marvel and have this here, I couldn't be able to tell you, aside from knowing the different actors and the different characters, I couldn't seriously tell you the, the difference between the three of them because all of them were directed in a way that you didn't really need a fucking director. And and I think that's really where, where my main issue is coming from is that all three of those movies needed a singular drive, needed a a singular source of style to make this flesh out more than what it already is, and I feel that the Feige is just like tying these people up by the knees. I don't know by the knees. I don't know why I said that, but yeah, is it is it Feige or is it Disney? Uh, there's there's no indication why Disney would be the issue because let's put it in this scenario, right? Alright, let's stand by my claim of what I just said. That Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel feel similar, made similarly, and have similar effect on the viewer. Um, If Disney was the body here that was mandating that, why then... Would they be okay with the films that have actually cracked or kind of, you know, subversed the formula a bit? Like the Russo films, or the gun movies, or Taika? Maybe because they're trusted names? They're trusted names... Because they've made those movies, Kyle. The Russos were definitely not trusted names before they even touched Winter Soldier. James Gunn, as good as a director he may have been before, again, was still a risk for a huge blockbuster film like The Guardians of the Galaxy. Taika, I think, was more of a... That one, I think, he had a name for himself more so, I feel, that would have been an interesting flavor to add what he did with Thor Ragnarok. But no, I don't. I don't... I don't accept that notion that perhaps Disney is kind of like mandating this here and there.
0: So you think it's all Feige?
2: Yeah. A hundred percent. Remember when the Galaxy phones were like all the rage? The Galaxy smartphones? Yeah. You've always owned an iPhone, right? Yeah. That's interesting. What was your phone before you got your first uh, smartphone?
0: I think an LG. An LG uh, Flip. Like, you know, the Flip flip uh, text board
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, phones? That, one of those. Do you miss it? For one purpose only, uh, I can't stand autocorrect. I know, right? I fucking hate autocorrect.
1: I fucking hate it.
0: I turn mm. it okay. I turn it off, right? I turn off autocorrect, right, on my phone. And then for some mundane reason, it just it just decided to turn back on. And like, nope, what you're saying, I don't approve. It should be like this. I like, I think we skipped it. Uh, I like the little jab at the Avengers a little bit where he said, uh, (laughs) you know, why don't we get the Avengers on it? And he said, you know, uh, they're too busy dropping, you know, cities from the sky. There it is.
2: Hello, Kyle. Hi. How are you? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like when they're planning and all that stuff and like getting ready for the heist, like it's all good. Like it's all good. When, I think it was like when this movie came out. Like, uh, one of the main negatives that a lot of people uh, uh said across the board was that you know maybe the the MCU formula is aging. No. Nah. At that point? Yeah. Hmm. Because that's one of the main criticisms of this movie. I, I, I agree. I think looking back
2: on it, I have that criticism. But I am not so sure if I had that feeling when it initially came out, you know? I wasn't feeling any kind of fatigue. I'll, I'll tell you this. I I... The first time that I started having fatigue at a Marvel movie was the third. No, the second viewing of Black Panther. No, hold on. That's not true. Doctor Strange. I like Doctor Strange, but not nearly as much as I would have hoped when I first saw that movie back in 2016, right? Uh Uh-huh. And then I loved all of 2017. Then we get to Black Panther. And it's a good film. It's a good Marvel movie. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Um, um, But my second viewing theatrically was good. It was wonderful to see people's reactions. Um, But Ant-Man and the Wasp was like everything I never expected a Marvel movie theater experience. To make me feel. Mm. And, um... I kind of got that with Captain Marvel, sorry to say, but not entirely, you know? Because there was, like, the first half... No, no, um, There was a lot of great things in that movie that kept me going throughout. And there was good stuff going on. But there was some stuff bringing it down, too. Um, so... By the way, uh I think we just and I'm sorry we we talked over it, but we had the scene that just happened between um Hope and with um with uh Hank and he was just explaining what happened to um Michelle Pfeiffer, right? Mm-hmm. Um his wife. By the way, I think that actually may be one of my favorite scenes in the movie because like it's like I love Michael Douglas as an actor. So that was like one of the scenes where he like he's able to show he's able to flex a few, you know. <laughs>
0: You know, um, he was in a movie with, uh, with Iron Man and the original Spider-Man. I'm sure many people were. Which one was it? Uh, he was, uh, it was, a. Uh, he, he was acting alongside Robert Downey Jr. and Tobey Maguire. Uh, Tobey Maguire woke up in bed with, uh, with Robert Downey Jr. Uh, just to yeah. get some okay. uh, <clears throat> contacts of that movie. I'll, I'll, I'll see. Michael. Uh, Robert. Wow. Junior. Okay. The movie is Wonder Boys. Good movie. Recommend it.
1: I'm
2: sorry. I'm distracted by apparently they dropped the new TV spot for Avengers Endgame. Oh. And it showed Hawkeye in space and I'm I'm
0: happy. In space? Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. That that space. I thought like somebody hurled him into space. That's the that's the immediate thought. I was like, "Oh shit.
2: They had a shot of Captain Marvel uh blasting off into space in her suit. That was fun." In the TV spot.
0: There is a there is a four in a TV spot where uh, you see Iron Man and uh, and Captain Marvel blasting blasting stuff together. Was that the other person? Hmm. The ants go marching one by one. Hurrah! Hurrah! Is this the bugs? Uh, bugs life live action remake? More like ants. What'd you think of the first uh, promo image of, uh, of a stitch that I sent you? That wasn't real. Well, what makes you think it's not real? That That can't be real. What if I told you it was?
2: You'd be fucking lying. Did she say Panera Bread?
0: I like Panera Bread. Have you ever Um, been there? No, I haven't. I should. Panera Bread is good. I like the pasta. Pasta is good. I love pasta. Um...
2: Do you find it uh, <laughs> this is um. I know we talked about this. I think some somewhere else, but don't you find it the least um a little bit amazing how um at Disney California Adventure Park the Bugs Land area is going to be replaced by a Spider Man attraction?
0: It's a buggy bug world out there, princess. One of those. Circle of life kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> Bay played let it rip. <laughs> An ant bridge. This is cool.
2: I like this sequence. It also just makes me question. Like in Endgame, are we gonna see Scott? I don't know. Command an army of ants to <laughs> to charge at them. No,
0: this is this is where what's gonna happen. Uh, uh Ant Man. He's gonna do what he does, right? And he is gonna shrink. And what's going to happen is he's going to go straight up Thanos' ass, <laughs> expand, and then... And that's why it's called Endgame. No. <laughs> No, I know Alexis Soto. For the for uh, for those uh, listening at home, uh, he Alexis hates the the Ant Man Thanos ass meme. Would There's- you walk out of the theater disappointed if that actually happened?
2: It's not going to happen, so I am not going to address that ridiculous
0: question. What if it does happen? There's still light in him. I know it.
1: Oh,
0: wow. Wow. You know, the person that should be, like, the most, like, sympathized is... Uh, Thanos, yeah,
2: Thanos. I mean, really, like no one really understands the weight that he has on his shoulders. And, like, people are just, like, so quick to, like, dismiss him. But I entirely agree with you, yeah. It is Thanos. No. I was gonna say
0: Evangeline Lily. Uh, They give her jack shit to do. Is that still the same in Ant Man and the Wasp? You're giving me a look. It's even Uh, worse. Okay. (laughs) It's even worse. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's worse. It's so much worse. Clara, wasn't it from Guardians too? Yeah, it's worse. <laughs> oh, I'd rather be watching that right now. By the way, get... okay. You could have, um, you could have, but I, you had know. A, you had a situation. I had a last minute, out of nowhere situation that had to go, but um. You know, I'll say that right. I'll say this right now in lieu of what's actually going on. I want. I know um, that Peter mentioned back in January that he had watched Guardians two, and that it pissed him off because it made him angry that he wouldn't see a James Gunn uh, volume three. And I gotta be honest with you, I kind of had that exact same experience because back in January, I was like trying to like rewatched some of them in preparation for Endgame and I couldn't finish Guardians 2 something something just like no
0: I couldn't finish it you know I love the movie so much that I am able to finish it Um, but I think that's why he was such in a better uh, Peter was such in a better mood uh, when we did the audio commentary Mm -hmm. um, because like knowing the fact that he's coming back and doing volume three and all that stuff. And he said, he said, I think he said something all around the lines of, you know, there's a chance. No,
2: but the whole thing, um, the whole thing about guardians Two, I, I, it's, uh, point is we're happy James Gunn is back and that he's doing Guardians 3 because yeah, yeah at least I'm happy that that's back um, for to see what's happening but um, same yeah absolutely um it really, I think, brings to mind several different uh, things. Yeah, things, concerns, and questions. And know, while we're doing this recap of the MCU movies, and obviously everyone's been throwing around, it's it's been 10 years, and it's been 20-plus movies, and it's all been culminating in this thing. I, I I'm i all for that I'm ex- obviously you and I are excited and we can't wait for the the finale of what they're now calling the Infinity Saga but I, I
0: think to myself and I think of about and I think to myself what a, what wonderful, a wonderful world, world. okay oh, continue about
2: about how much I have really invested myself in this universe. I remember back, I saw the first Avengers movie in 2012. And then in 2013, I just like really dived like deep in. I saw Iron Man three, like I said, in the commentary. And then obviously agents of shield came along and I could told you a big reason why I think I have such, you know, a close, uh, a special place in my heart for that show is because it came along to kind of replace clone wars which at the time if you remember um was was kind of yeah dunzo it was it was cut off and one of the things funny because uh before we had done this commentary um i was quickly watching the darth maul savage Press and darth sidious duel
0: and That, that overjoyed me yet it pissed me off so much and why did it piss you off kyle because he was like, "No, I have further dealings with you." At the end, and I'm like, "God damn it! I'm gonna have to read to find out what happens later." Am I? And sure enough, that's what happened. Yeah,
2: because the the what happened next ended up being released as a comic book. So there's that. Um, but I was gonna say is I've I, I invested myself so much. In in a lot of it. So on the TV side, there was Agents of Shield. And then when the Marvel Netflix shows first began, and I think if I'm not mistaken, you know, 2015, I think, was the year it kind of reached critical mass, right? So like in 2014, I had Captain America the Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy. And for me, both of those films are still my top two MCU favorite movies, because I feel so personally connected with them. Like, I I don't kid you when I think those movies kind of changed my life. Like 2014, personally speaking was kind of like a down year for me. I, I felt so like lost and like, I didn't really know what it was I wanted to do. And, you know, just the kind of stuff that happens. Um, When you're at that age and those movies meant so much to me because of they were really in a well in a lot of ways they were
0: comfort food. But by the but sorry to cut you short, but I really love the moment where he uh, where he goes into the Avengers building.
2: Oh yeah, it's a great moment
0: when that was the reveal and the mm-hmm. music came on and all this stuff. Right,
2: right. You have Anthony Mackie
0: either. But to continue on to what you were saying, you know, I I I agree with you. You know, uh, you know, for the longest time, my favorite MCU film was Iron Man, the first mm-hmm. Iron Man. Um, but then uh, Guardians of the Galaxy came around, and I I think that like you know completely flipped me on a one eighty. You know, and it's always. It's always boiled down to those two movies, the uh, Guardians Volume Two and Iron Man. You know, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon because I just like I have a personal connection with both of them. And I know that um,
2: in in twenty fifteen, it it just it, it the world exploded even more because you had. Age of Ultron, obviously Ant-Man, but you had a really wonderful little little tie-in that S.H.I.E.L.D. had with um, the beginning of Ultron, which is, I think, really you know special for me. And then, you also had the debut of the Marvel Netflix shows with Daredevil Season 1 dropping. And, and that was
0: huge. I mean, mm-hmm. it took me a while to see it, but nevertheless, like... Yeah, go ahead. Oh I was I was I was invested in uh in Ant-Man mm-hmm. freaking kicking Falcon's ass. I think like and then
2: 2016 happened and you had, you know, at that point Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and more Shield and the Civil War happened. I think for me Civil War may have been like the peak of where I was just loving everything about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and I say peak because while I'm overwhelmingly excited for Endgame, and I'm looking forward to Far From Home.
0: But not enough.
2: I just like it, it makes me a little bit upset that Peter just kind of like, I mean, in these, in these, uh, in this time that we're in completely dismisses you know spider-man homecoming and it doesn't really care about at all about spider-man far from home but I mean I and then of course you had into the spider- verse and then that happened and I guess there's not really a reason to care right because spider-verse already kind of did it best so it, it it just makes me a little... No, it 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 kind of turns me off for for the MCU after Endgame because I feel that like there are a lot of people out there that are now just doing it better. Like Spider Verse was kind of a masterpiece, Logan was kind of a masterpiece, mm-hmm. and God knows what this Joker movie is going to be. But that trailer was outstanding, one of the best trailers we've seen in ages. And Deadpool
0: two or the Deadpool. uh Uh, film things is the comedy uh, franchise that uh, that that Marvel would like to be but there never will be because
2: it just can't go there yeah and I I don't even think you need a fucking rated R to have a good comedy but I mean I just hire somebody who can fucking do something that is not just a stereotypical Marvel joke Like that moment that we just saw here with Falcon um Yeah, that's a great moment, and it's the kind of moment that you would only be able to have in a in a cinematic universe, but I just don't see why you can't have that and then also make great individual movies, you know? Like what DC is doing nowadays with the directors that they're hiring to do their own movie, and it makes no difference whether or not they're in the cinematic universe, but they make kick-ass great individual films,
0: why can't you just have it that way? Tell me why. Um. I don't know. Guess you can't have your cake and eat it too.
2: Cue in the Rolling Stones. You can't always get what you want.
0: But if you try sometime, you just might find that you'll get what you need. Yeah, And if you try sometime, get what you need. I think of House now, every time I think of that song. That's the last thing I think of. What do you think of? Donald Trump. Hmm?
2: (laughs) Donald Trump. because he uses that at his rallies all the time.
0: Or used to the uh, the stones uh, ordered a, a cease and desist. He can't do that anymore. no. How would you? Okay, let's just say you were you were tasked because I know that you're like you go to like rallies and political rallies and all that stuff. Let's just say, uh, as as a a a uh, member of the press, not
2: not that I go to rallies, you know, because I'm an, a political advocate for any of the people that I go to. No,
0: no, yeah, obviously. Uh, how would you feel if you were sent to a Trump uh, rally with Trump in attendance?
2: That would be exciting. Um, I've never been threatened before. I never had my life threatened, but it'll be interesting to go into the lion's then and see what that's like. Because a lot of the stories that I've heard is that the Trump people purposely put the reporters in a cage-like space, having the three-ring circus that is their supporters around us. And like they're like... They're like, lock them up, lock them up, all, and, and like they're yelling at them all the time. And there'll be a time where Trump is like points to the reporters, and they're like, the liars and the fake news media here, aren't? And blah 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 blah. So like, I, it'll be definitely an interesting experience. Um, I mean, would I be definitely a little bit trepidatious about going into there? Sure, because a lot of those people can get violent very easily. But it's not my intention to be a target per se. But if the president is going to make us a target and if I get shot, well, there's only one person to blame, then is there? No, two. So there's that. But that would be interesting, though. At least you're not a nasty woman. (laughs) No. At least that didn't happen.
0: Well, well then. A lot of people like when uh, when and were rallying behind Michael Pena to do a recap video of the MCU before uh, Endgame. Uh, I thought
2: they were doing that before Infinity War.
0: I thought so too, but they didn't, and now they're. Uh, they want him to. Well, I guess it's too late now, right? Are they talking about him doing a
2: recap before the movie comes out? Yeah, you know, how much money is it really going to cost for them to get Michael Pena? In
1: you know what would. It, <laughs>
0: Here we go. He's rallying up. He, he's, he's getting into his mood. They, there just, it is.
2: Fuck, they just fucking filmed. They, they they had filmed Ant-Man and the Wasp, you know. Ant-Man and the Wasp came out last year after Infinity War, before Endgame. They already knew what was going to happen in Captain Marvel. Would it have killed them at all to just have Michael Peña stand in front of a camera and do his thing? Like, really? Like that, I mean, they don't have to, but it's like, what is it going to cost you? What is it going to cost you? Like, oh! By the way, I sent you something on on Messenger. Looks oh. like Anakin and Anakin. Anakin and Anakin. The Rise of Skywalker.
0: They should have a competition to see. Who doesn't like Sand the more, most?
2: Then you shouldn't have Sebastian Shawn in that conversation?
0: Well, he's dead, so. He is? Yeah.
1: Oh. I
0: don't know what he passed away from. I'll find out right now. That's Rise nice. That's
2: Skywalker. Like, do you see what, the, what I've loved? About the Star Wars movies, is that Kathleen Kennedy, the, the person in charge of them, has been generally okay with, the, with the risks that the yes, yes, and yes. I mean, look the whole everything with Last Jedi was a big risk, but she ultimately let Ryan do what he wanted to do, and. It certainly looks by every indication the rise of Skywalker is going to be everything J.J. wanted to do. So I don't so understand what it is that Kevin Feige can't just do that. And also, come on, man. Hire better directors. Like, Peyton Reed's just not that good. And there were rumors floating around a few years ago that whenever Marvel would have gotten back the Fantastic Four that Peyton Reed was one of the leading people to, to do that movie. I'm telling you right now. If Peyton Reed directs a Fantastic Four movie, I'm not watching it. If Peyton Reed directs any movie ever again, I'm not watching that either. That's a waste of time.
0: Wow. Okay. Uh, Sebastian Shaw uh, died uh, December Another tw- C. Sorry. 23rd, uh, 1994. <laughs> Well, he's dust. He's literally dust at this point. This is a picture of when he was in his mid-30s. This don't look like uh, Hayden Christensen to me. No, it doesn't. You know who else was up for the role for uh, Anakin? Donald that they, Trump? That they were like. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Never mind. Jake Lloyd, right?
2: No. Oh, wait. You mean up for the part?
0: Yeah. Wasn't it Joel Edgerton? No. No? Who was it? No, he would have been like freaking like. 13 at the point at that at that time when I uh, Hayden was right run- no Leo DiCaprio really yeah but I guess he was a little bit too uh a little bit older than they would have liked so I guess they went with Jake Lloyd
2: Anthony He dead. Oh. Wait a minute, are we already at the third act? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I I think I, I may have been ranting too long. I, I forgot. I lost my place in the movie. Okay, we're okay. Um there it is. Okay. To to be fair though, the third act I think is like the best part of the movie. Like there's a, a lot of fun stuff that's happened here. Yeah. Let's look at what we got here. I love Hank Pimp's car. It is a great car. I like I would, it. Honestly, I would love to have a car like that.
0: What's your Although, dream car?
2: I mean, that's kind of the thing. I don't. I'm not really into cars, you know. Uh-huh. Um, I just, for me, the the cars that actually like draw the most attention are uh, kind of the classic older models. Uh-huh. But at the same time, I kind of need my Bluetooth and my. You
0: well, know, you could overhead. get that installed. No, well, yeah, that's true. You could get those installed in old-fashioned cars. Uh, I I'm kind of the same. Like my dream car, like if I had like a lot of money to throw away, mm-hmm. uh, I would get myself an Aston Martin uh, DB5, mm. uh, 1964. Uh, and uh, of course, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you uh, where I first uh, discovered this car. Uh. And, uh, but it's, it extends more than that because it's such a classy fucking car. Uh, it is the car that, uh, Sean Connery drives in Goldfinger. I'm Sean Connery. I'm Sean Connery. I am Malekith. Oh my God. Imagine if Sean Connery was like a a Marvel villain. I am Malekith. No, but he he's retired from acting. He no longer acts. Um,
1: I am the Yellow Jacket.
0: Okay. No wait, Who was
2: the? Oh yeah, no, no. It was fun in Aquaman. It was like I am Black Manta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I was thinking of.
0: I show I showed uh, my my sister Sophia a clip
1: mm-hmm. of
0: uh, of Ant Man. You mean oh. Aquaman? Aquaman, yeah, sorry. Uh, she was like, "What in the name of Power Rangers is this bullshit?" <laughs> it is, it is Power Rangers
2: E, which I think, I think works to its benefit. You know, it's I, a yeah. cheese, it's a really cheesy movie, but that's what it's going for. You know,
0: it's and fucking if, Aquaman. I mean, yeah, how, you're not gonna do dark and gritty with Aquaman. What the hell? So you were were really happy with how the movie ended up being, right? With what? Aquaman? Uh Uh-huh. Hell yeah. Evil men in suits.
2: Gee.
0: Yeah, because that's fucking scary. We haven't seen those before. You know what was great about A Bug's Life? Is that, like, you would, like...
1: Little bug! No. no,
0: uh... That's fun, too. But I like, like, finding, like, the... Like, the mundane objects that they would use for different things. Like, the soda caps would be... Would be, uh, would be a table, or a match would be, like, a walking stick, or and stuff like that.
2: That was funny. That was legitimately funny. There, I got my laugh in. Oh, look at that. Kerblems. You also got that in too. Do we even have to ask when you said kerblams and Guardians 2? Look for it in the third act. Fuck you, man. I've just... <laughs>
0: i'm gonna do it for every single one you know that right yeah so far you have oh this
2: this scene right here this is funny
0: when he oh, said whole, uh, uh, we're hydra but we're we're not that we're under new direction or something like that yeah
2: <laughs> um, the representatives of Hydra.
0: Yeah, but yeah, that doesn't raise any red flags at all. I
2: remember, I remember when uh, we were watching the movie, and you were like, "Ward, fucking Ward." Um, remember when you first saw this? Yeah. At that point, yeah.
0: I loathed Ward until Ward. It was not Ward. Remember when we he got was to dead? Yeah, yeah. And then it pissed you off because they made you like him. Yeah, I'm like,
1: what the fuck?
0: I like Ward. That pissed me off even more. Look at all these ants. It's like this movie's called Ant Man. I know, right? And honestly,
2: in, in the moment, this is all, all in fun. But like a moment like this, when they're like they're going and whatever the mission is, it should be memorable, shouldn't it? Yeah. And it's not. Like I know what happens, but none of it looks visually pleasing or things that I can remember after watching the movie.
0: I mean, there's stuff that happens. This is more engaging. Where is this ranked on your MCU list? Wait, hold on.
2: Man, that would have been horrible. And then of course. Also, if if um this character, the yellow jacket, whatever it is, they they out of nowhere were like saying, oh yeah, the the effects of the suit are also like having a, an effect on your brain chemistry. It didn't really ...register until the very end, right? Like, did you get that impression that that was happening?
0: I forgot that that happened. (laughs) What?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's par for the course, right?
0: (laughs) Um. I forgot that that shit... uh, uh, ...that shit happened.
2: Yeah, I think right now, out of all the movies that we've seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe... This for me at this point in the MCU. By the time from Ant- Iron Man to Ant Man, he is the weakest villain. Because I don't give a shit. I literally do. I could. I. I don't. I give no fucks whatsoever. Wow,
0: you like the villain in uh in uh what's it called? In Ant Man, the Dark World. Better. No, I meant from Iron
2: Man to Ant Man. Oh. I wasn't counting Phase Three. Okay.
0: So far this movie sits at my
2: Oh you asked oh sorry let me let me get the list okay Okay Sorry, let me get the, the list. Oh, look. Here we go.
0: This movie is sitting at number 17. 17? hmm Why so low? Are you a fake fan? Yes, I'm a f- 100% fake fan. Oh, shit. Mm. I mean, I guess. What does that even mean? I guess. I guess what? This scene is happening. Oh, okay. I thought they killed off Michael Douglas when I first saw this. Yeah. I was like, well, another one bites the dust. And then Iron Man comes out of nowhere. I love this right here. Oh, yeah. Iron Man comes out of nowhere and he says, if you're nothing without the suit, then you shouldn't have it. This is uh this is a uh, this is gone Kingdom of the Crystal Skull with all the ants. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was my contribution to the contribution. Contribution. what the fuck Contribution. <laughs> Contrib- contribution. Contribution I I I I don't care anymore. Dad, can you move? Fuck no! Just leave me to die.
2: Um. Oh, Kyle, you'll be surprised. I have Ant Man and Number Seventeen as well. Oh shit! Yeah. Dabs. Yeah. No. (laughs) No, I'm not a. Yeah. No. Okay. Why not? No. I think you can. You. Oh my god! That must
0: have hurt. Is that suit bulletproof? Is it? I don't. I'm asking you. I don't know. Do I look like I give a fuck? I mean, you never do. What do you mean, never do? I'm. I do. I'm kidding. About certain things that I like. Doctor Strange is higher. Me too. On my list. <laughs> yeah. Where is Black Panther on your list? Mm.
2: Fourteen. Okay.
0: I love this right here.
2: Remember how much the <laughs> this came out of fucking nowhere? Yeah, the tank.
0: You know what? The in terms of like theme park travel, this thing would be like great. Oh yeah.
2: I love the look that uh, Corey Stoll um, gives to um, gives to um, Scott Lang and the ants flying over to him.
0: Nice. Would you get in trouble for riding a bike in the in Disneyland? Look at this. Sure, shoot all the bugs. Oh. Oh, it worked for one of them. Damn. The one that mattered. What's an ant's being Purpose of being here on this earth To die Well you could say the fu- Same fucking shit about humans Yeah
1: Damn
0: Specter did the Helicopter battle better Blamzo. Well, that building is fucked. (laughs) I hope they have insurance. Put the gun down. (laughs) Oh, look—he's at the chopper. Get to the chopper now. Do it. (laughs) Uh, You are one ugly motherfucker. Yeah, he really is. I need a vacation.
2: I like how he just like fucking kills his pilots.
0: You know? Just like doesn't give a shit. Oh, we did? I wasn't paying attention. Well, watch, watch. Just one. Holy shit, you see? Let the rain fall down and make dream. What happened to the helicopter? Did it crash? Yeah. I like this. And they're in the suitcase. And you know how the music sounded. I like life savers. What do you think of them? They're great. Oh, shit. <laughs> Why are you attacking them? What 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 are they doing? <laughs> they're just trying to grill, man. Damn it. And they're I wanted that. And they're grilling the right way. They're using freaking coal. Harry, don't don't look at the light. I can't help it. It's so beautiful.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. So, did that actually kill them at first? Mm
0: hmm. But mm. but then the shock uh, re uh, right. brought a uh, the the shock brought him back to life.
1: Little little little,
0: this is creative. kind of hits close to home main threat
1: <laughs> fat it!
0: was that the goblin mm-hmm that's the last time I saw like a comic book <laughs> villain like raid somebody's bedroom Oh shit.
1: That
2: got weird. Aw. This is fun right here, though. Thomas the Train. You're a big uh, Thomas the Train fan?
0: I wouldn't say big fan. I've seen, I never got into that. I've seen a... Whatever that was. I've seen a couple of episodes. Uh, my brother, uh, Zach, was a huge Thomas the... Uh, Thomas the Engine fan. Um, I saw Thomas and the Magic Railroad with Peter Fonda and uh, Alec Baldwin. Why? Because uh, it was on. Oh. Uh, so I watched it. I The Quest for the Gold Dust. <laughs> that was something also the uh, the theme song is uh is iconic i mean i could i could bust out singing that song
1: mm.
2: ew damn That was funny though. That's two.
0: That's twice I laughed.
2: Yeah. Oh shit. This is number three, right? Yeah. I love this. This is actually like.
1: good, you're good,
2: you're good, you're good, those poor
1: ants, Thor, you're bothering, you're bothering
2: me, <laughs> Blams. It didn't even make any sense.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh. He's monologuing. Wrote the climax first and then they made the rest. They wrote the rest of the movie as why? Because this is why? Why do you say that? Because this is actually entertaining. <laughs> he goes up his ass. Oh no That doesn't happen Oh man Pow So he's going into the quantum realm right?
2: Uh, Who are you talking about? Scott yeah. I thought you meant the yellow jacket. I thought he I I thought you were asking if the yellow jacket was in the go I thought he was pretty much dead, right? hmm Yeah, this is Yeah, this is the quantum realm. I think.
0: Dude, imagine being like stoned watching this scene. oh man and then he comes back being on the inside of James Bond uh, uh, opening titles be like yeah literally right Gold Finger, it's just a void, isn't it?
2: Yeah, but that's not exactly what it looks like in, you know, obviously, Ammon and the Lost. I'm not so sure if this is the quantum realm or is this is a point beyond the quantum realm. I can't really honestly answer that question for you. Because the movies didn't show anything!
0: Oh, wow. Got a blast! <laughs> Into the stars. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I like the costume. I do, too. Ha, 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 I mean I guess. I mean
2: look, I there's so much they really could have done with these characters that I, it just makes me so disappointed about where it ended up being. I mean in that isolation, the last movie is fine and they do a lot of great setup here, but like it wasn't really you know, it didn't really amount to much of anything in the second movie. Um and I really don't know what much to say. Well,
0: nice talking. Oh. That happened.
1: That's nice. Ooh. That's nice. That's nice. Honestly, I could see Disney plus doing
2: an Ant-Man TV series. I'm just saying right now with these, with these actors. Not saying I want that, but I do like the interaction between Scott and Cassie, you know. And it'd be, I, I I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to see more of that happen, you know. Yeah. So this right here, um. So there's a reference to Spider-Man, right? I thought so, but well let, let, let's let's look at what he's saying.
0: Anna Akana. Stanley That was it, right? The guy who crawls up the walls? Yeah, but it sounded like they were talking about like, multiple guys, and plus like the timeline. like
2: No, this would happen. This takes place one year before Civil War. But when Civil War happens, it looks like Peter had already been Spider-Man for at least...
0: A year? Right? Maybe. Like... Obviously it had been for quite some time The way that it painted is that it looked like uh, He was a Uh He already looked like He was like a viral sensation Yeah so I
2: guess he had been on the scene At least in in the events of Ant-Man A guy who crawls
0: up the walls Was Spider-Man already Acquired when this movie came out I think so
2: Okay. Maybe. I think. Well, because, like, I don't remember. I, I really don't. I, I think it had to have been earlier that year. Huh. Maybe it's not a direct reference. I'm not so sure, but, like, I don't know what else they would mean by a guy that crawls up the walls.
0: Do you? Beats me. Yeah.
2: What was the post-credit scene here again?
0: I hope sees her wasp outfit. And, uh, the other one was, a, a a clip from Civil War. Remember that? Yeah.
2: Do you remember how, how the theater just all of a sudden changed the mood when that scene came on?
0: Yeah. And that scene was directed by, uh, by the Russos. Yep. Cause it's in the movie. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much it. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was the audio commentary for this
2: Ant-Man movie. Also, one more thing before we sign off. One more thing to shit on. The co- <laughs> the costume right here for um, the Wasp, it looks so much different than it does in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Because this right here What they're about to unveil Has Actual It's actually colorful You know Mm Mm-hmm.
0: She never got to use it And neither do you (laughs) Why does it hurt so much Because it was real Yep, yep, <coughs> That that's the reaction to the movie, <coughs> and he, are, are you okay, buddy? I'm legit choking right now, that was perfect timing, but I was legit, cho- <coughs> not again, well, that was that, that was Ant-Man, if you like what you heard here, ladies and gentlemen, check us out on podcast.com, iTunes.com, Google Play Music, without further ado. I'm Kyle Lira. With me is Alexis Soto. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, bye.
1: Bye.